Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast, the podcast about the travel lifestyle. My name is Justin Castle, and I'm calling in from New York City, New York. And I'm Mike Margulies calling in from Chiang Mai, Thailand. What up? And uh, today, and all days, we have a special offer. Isn't that right, Mike? That's right. A free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash WTE podcast. I think you just got yourself a audiobook trial castle. That is correct, Mr. Michael. Um, I, actually, <laughs> I signed up and went through the process. It's pretty painless. If you already have a Amazon um, login, all you have to do is just click, go, go to our extension, audibletrial.com slash WTE podcast, and it'll link it to your Amazon. And you get a free 30-day trial uh, and a free audiobook download. And I downloaded and I'm listening to Dune. And Dune, what's this one? Dune is like this epic, like sci-fi fantasy book. That's I think it's like 50 years old. My friend told me to to listen to it, and I click on the thing, and it's valued at fifty dollars. So I got a free fifty dollar audiobook <laughs> through the trial. So it's like pretty awesome. Um, yeah, and they have like oh well, yeah full actors and they have like a full cast and everything it's amazing but anyway go check it out give it a shot don't forget to shout out to us on itunes your reviews we'd love you please tell us how much you love us we greatly appreciate it and mr michael i'll hand it off to you now yeah and that get yourselves a free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash wte podcast like mr castle um and our guest today uh is also in new york we have Jesse Festa calling in. How are you doing, Jesse? Hey, I'm good. Awesome. So Jesse is uh, actually has a couple of uh, sites. Uh, you're basically full time uh, making money online, so you're completely location independent. Although I guess not quite a, what we call a digital nomad because you're kind of settled in New York um, with, <laughs> yep. with the boyfriend. In Brooklyn. Yep. In Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> but your two sites, you've got a couple of them. You've got Epicure and Culture, which is, um, you kind of call it more like an online magazine um, yes. focused on staff, things like... online magazine, yep. Oh, awesome. And you were the editor of this. It's about like wine tasting around the world, uh, which is awesome. And then you have your personal um, blog, jessionajourney.com. Yep. Uh, and so you have managed to successfully become completely location independent um, just through your websites, basically, which which I think is great. It's something um, I know I'm personally kind of um, striving to get to that point, right, where I can where I have location independent income um, yeah. that I can kind of manage from anywhere. That's kind of like the the dream, right, uh, for the, the the travel lifestyle. So you know. Um, Actually, I'd like to hear about that aspect, like yeah. the journey for you getting to a point where, you know, you had all your income able to run from a computer from anywhere in the world. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I went to college and I was studying to be, uh, I think, <laughs> PR or something. Mm-hmm. I even got my master's. and But during college, I had been backpacking all the time, traveling all the time. And once I graduated my master's, I was getting a lot of pressure from everyone to get a, a real job, meaning in nine to five and own office. Mm. And, you know, that meant that I would only get two weeks vacation a year, which I wasn't too thrilled right. about. So right. yep. I went on a few interviews just to appease my parents. But I, I was waitressing at the time, which was perfect because my boss would let me take off all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but I was lucky enough that, well, during this whole search, I started, I never even knew what a travel blog was. And then I saw one and I was like, oh, I can definitely do this. I travel enough. And, Mm. um, yeah, I started doing that until, until I started making enough money to quit waitressing. But the, the thing that helped me the most was right off the bat, I, um, got a freelance, like a a full-time freelance job, I guess you'd call it. Like I was making enough money to live on each month through this website called Gadling. What is what Gadling? is Gadling? What is that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's still around. It's owned by Skift now, but at the time it was owned by Huffington Post, and um, it's it's huge. Or it was at the time. I don't know how it's doing now, but it was huge, and it just brought so much traffic to my own website. And I only had one. At the, I only had Jesse on a journey at the time, and it just really helped me. I had only been blogging for maybe like not even six months at that point. So I just really got lucky. And, um, yeah, I I didn't work. I worked there for about a year and a half. And then I, at that time had gained enough momentum. I had been freelancing enough that I, I could still sustain myself without it. So, so you were doing kind of like freelance writing to start with. Yeah. And I still do. I still freelance. I mean, a lot of bloggers who make full-time income on their blog are doing other things. Like I, uh, I do tours, I do food tours because Epicurean culture is about food and responsible tourism and wine. So I do food tours that I create in New York City. Um, I'm also a photographer, so I sell my travel photography. Um, uh, so you've got several different sources. Yeah. I, teach, I teach a class on blogging with writers.com. I do private consulting about blogging. So it's yeah, there's a ton of avenues along with different influencer programs and ads on the site and that's uh, wild. Right. Like that. I saw yeah. some of your posters. You, those are your own photos, like the pigs photo. Was that? Oh, uh, with the quote on it. Yeah. That's so funny. I literally just made that yesterday. But yeah, those, <laughs> I made that. <laughs> hey, go check out her pigs. She's got these three. <laughs> That's cute... my best-selling photo, though. I mean, I I made it yesterday to have a quote on it, but the pig photo is like, I've sold that photo so many times. Oh wow! People love it. Yeah. Can like like anybody buys it? Like websites and people and. A lot of people buy it like for their house I've had, but I actually had a a guy once who was writing a book about pigs, like randomly, not about travel. And he bought a, uh, like a bunch of my pig photos. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Like, do you, can I, I'm curious. Who would have thought? (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm curious. Like, do you just post them through your site and then people track you down through your site or you post them through multiple different forums? Etsy is like one of the main spots and then Society6 I do some stuff with but um a lot of people will find my blog like a lot of even for example I ate at a restaurant last month and I took a lot of good photos and um the restaurant contacted me they really needed high res images right away so they ended up buying like over $1000 worth of photos for me wow. just finding the blog post That is incredible wow I didn't yeah. Know, yeah. I never thought that would be a you know a source of uh regular income for people you know, just well, take- it's like I feel I'm starting to realize because I never used to do this. I go on a lot of trips and I take all these photos and then I just put them in my own private folders. But I'm I should be following up with every restaurant every single time I take photos and and asking and I'd probably get even more instead of just getting random people finding it. But that's- this is stuff you you know you learn along the way. Right. I mean, that's a great idea um, for anybody who's a because because there's so many people that are taking up photography. I see yeah. it all the time. I see classes. Um, you know, if, if for our New York City people like living, I think Living Social has classes. Um, yeah. Like all these different t- time uh, out. Course Horse is a good one, too. Course Horse. Um, 
and Mike, I mean, you're traveling full time. I'm sure you have th- mm. you have thousands of, of photographs. Yeah, I I do have a lot of pictures, although a lot of mine are just like you know me making goofy faces with random friends I made. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't have like a lot of great you know I know landscapes or professionally <laughs> done pictures. <laughs> yeah, it takes but, a long time like editing it too, and it's. Right. Yeah. Right. And right. then some of well, them yes. nobody buys, so it's like, oh, I spent so much time editing this photo, and yeah. nobody wants well, it. Yeah, I think I think that's a thing too. I mean, there's um, there is the idea that like, oh yeah, I can. It's so easy, right? I just take pictures, or I can just write a thing, and I can make money. But I think there's a little bit more to it than that, right? Oh I mean, yeah. You could probably speak to this, Jesse, right? It's it uh, from my the, from uh, from my angle when I you know talk to people who are making money online, whether it's from photography or writing or any of these things. Um, it's not quite as simple as just oh I can just write it and someone's gonna get it like it takes energy and time to build oh, up yeah. your your brand right and even uh, Etsy get, it's get like the, the having Etsy down. is yeah. you know that's like running a blog you don't just set up an Etsy shop and then you have a million people buying your stuff it's like you really need to promote that okay right and Etsy and, so, and you go ahead man I I just want to clarify what that is uh, it's Etsy E T S Y yep dot com it's like Pretty much an artisan marketplace. A lot of handmade things. Pretty, I think everything might be handmade, actually. Um, just yeah, kind of like small. crafts and that kind of things. Yeah, yeah um, it's like a marketplace. I, from what I, I haven't been in that much, but yeah, it's like a marketplace for crafts and stuff. I think, yeah. Yeah, Is like handmade, pe- like people who make small batch items that are really. I mean, everything on there pretty much is really, really well made, really nice and. Mm-hmm. Mm. You no, know, nothing yeah, you I, find at Walmart or anything like that. <laughs> I, I get, I get the impression it's kind of like with all these sort of things, whether you're selling crafts on Etsy or photos or articles and these kind of things, it's sort of like, it takes a lot of energy in the in the beginning in particular, right? Oh, yeah. Where you have to like, uh, just build it up, build it up, and then hopefully it gets to a point. Maybe you're there now, where once you got a few things rolling, then it can kind of like it keeps rolling on its own at that point. But yeah. it's just like that beginning phase, which is like that startup, the the that startup energy. That's required. Yeah. It's like the biggest hump to get over. Yeah. And so, but like, I mean, even so, now, some things I'm like, oh, this will be so e-. like I'll think something will work out. Like there's, right. you know, some projects work out really well, and then others I'm like, oh, I thought that would have gone better. You know. Right. Yeah. I don't think it. I, I don't know. It's so, it's still hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I just to to give perspective, you know, again, you're you're paying for your own life. You're paying mm-hmm. for your travels, and you told us. I don't know if you if you've told everybody on the podcast, but um, you travel somewhere every month. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, That's sometimes awesome. I do both. I do some some trips are sponsored um, from through my blog, and then others like I'm going to Colombia next mm-hmm. month for a couple of weeks with another blogger, Seattle of Seattle Travels. Um, okay. And that's you know we're we're just backpacking around on our own, and then I'll just blog about it afterwards and okay see what comes yeah. of that that's cool <laughs> i think it, i think it's sweet what you're doing because you've got yourself like you've got a base in new york you've got your boyfriend and your place and you've got a life there but then you're still like on the regular taking trips out yeah and and you have set yourself up in a way that uh you can do that and uh, yeah. i guess are you st- when you're traveling you're also still like I'm assuming you're doing work as well, like from. Oh your, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I usually wake up really early. I think because you're saying, "How do you wake up so early every morning?" I think I just got uh, in the habit because when I travel, I have to wake up early to get, yeah. like, you know, blog stuff done, and then I want to have a full day to right. to do stuff. And so uh, this makes me think of another question. Then, 
So is there, <laughs> I guess, is there a trap to having yourself set up with all this great location-dependent income? You can travel, awesome stuff from someone like me. I, I think it's amazing and kind of something I want to do. But um, is there a trap in that? Do you, I mean, do you ever get to take a real vacation, or is it always like you're always at work, no matter? Kind where of, you're always at work, but some like my boyfriend and I just went to Southern California last week, and I only and this permits sound like a lot. I only did maybe like 45 minutes to an hour of work each morning and that was it. Mm, right. Which to me is a big, like I do yeah. usually on a trip I do a lot more so that <laughs> that was just maintaining emails and, and stuff like that. Right. And, right. Um, I mean some my, days I didn't even do that much so. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I worry about uh, that's one thing I worry about in getting myself set up with you know online businesses and location independent income all these nice things like I worry that uh, am I going to always be stuck then always working the, oh, is there going to yeah. be a separation I'll always have my laptop um, well, you could pre-plan it. That's what I do. It's like certain trips. True. Like if my boy, my boyfriend only gets two weeks off a year. So when we travel, it's like so he I guess you're doesn't want me working. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. So, so, so you depends. unplug completely when you go with him on a vacation somewhere. Um, I try to as much as possible. I won't right. like sit there with my computer, but maybe I'll jump on Twitter and just check for like a minute. Gotcha. Right. Not not completely, but not not a lot at all. I got gotcha. you. Right, well, right. it's it's your job is to travel, kind of. Yeah. You know? Right. Now right. that's your 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 thing, which is pretty awesome. Like I would love to just get paid to go to Colombia for you know a couple weeks or a month or something, and then come back and blog about like write about my experience. Like that sounds yeah. like an awesome job to me. Um, what, yeah, it's like ingrained in me. I have to even if I'm not on assignment for someone, I'm just like I have to take notes because I might want to know like. Right. Remember this later, or you right. know, isn't that like yeah, the, I, the writer slash journalist life, though? You know, everything's inspiration, so you need to like <laughs> you have to catalog it all, right? And I, show, I'm very like into details, like describing places. So I'll be like, you know, writing down the color of the walls and like just any little details, like oh, those lamps are bare bulb, and like just <laughs> any details that I can. <laughs> And it's, it's, of course, it's part of your job to try the wine wherever you go, also, of course. <laughs> and as much of the menu as possible. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so that's a nice job to have, too. Right. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I do I a lot of food and wine stuff, work. so it's, uh, it's nice. <laughs> I eat a lot. Definitely a benefit. Um, yeah. You all have men? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so you actually got started, you know, just after college with traveling and you went and the thing is you went for an extended travel and then decided then eventually came into this lifestyle is that is that correct yeah i i um i was always doing backpacking trips i'm from new york um i'm not from i'm from long island though so brooklyn was always like a place i hung out and i always wanted to live here and yeah, I've lived here for about a year and a half, and since I've moved here, I think it's also, I mean, aside from the fact that I have a boyfriend, it's also the fact that, like, I'm paying so much rent, and, right. like, I mean, I, I do Airbnb and stuff, so it's not, it's not, it's actually not so bad, but it's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah sorry, I've you were mentioning to down us, with you, the you, long, long term. Mm, yeah. You Airbnb, when you're, is that just when you're, like, traveling, or you have other properties, like, in the area that you rent out on Airbnb? No, it's just my, like, I have an Airbnb person in the other room right now. <laughs> oh, so you yeah. have multiple rooms in your place. I just have you a rent spare out some room. Rooms and I, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so, my last so roommate threatened to that, kill me, so. 
<laughs> not my not Airbnb, like my real roommate. And then after that, I vowed to never have a Craigslist roommate ever again. Oh so, wow, yeah. Airbnb so far has treated me much better. <laughs> That's really great. yeah. I used to when I was uh, living in Houston, the place that I'm currently uh, well trying to rent out. It's vacant right now, but when I was living there, I used to find roommates on Craigslist. That works out for me. But I wonder now if I could go back. Like, maybe did you Airbnb. live with them I, or? Yeah, I lived with them. Uh, uh, it worked out. I know in my case it worked out fine. My first one um, was fine. I lived with a girl for a year that I met. Not a, it's it wasn't Craigslist, but it was a similar thing called Janelle's List. That was fine. I mean, we didn't live amazingly together, but we there was no like death threats, mm. so that was good. <laughs> oh my! God. <laughs> but you had a bad experience oh. recently. Oh yeah, I had to call the cops. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Geez. That is uh, scary. <laughs> yeah, um, and then I had to call my boyfriend to like move him out. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Well, that's pretty, I, I can uh, understand fun. why you'd want to not go that route anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, never, I never had, I never had I, quite that bad of an experience, but I definitely had some bad experiences on Craigslist. Well, say. New York City is funny, though, because like, I just went to a bunch of the tr- female travel bloggers in New York City. We do a monthly brunch, and there were like 10 of us at the last one, and we actually did a poll of who was called 911 on the roommate before, and half of us did. Wow. So it's not that uncommon. Wow. <laughs> I, wow. So this is a New York thing. I, I, I think there's just I, a lot of weird people here. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what I saw a friend. I stayed with a friend of a friend when I was looking for places. A friend of a friend's, just like for a night, and like definitely some psychotic <laughs> tendencies of his roommate. Like had a cat and just some, you know, weird sexual tension. Like he, he was a guy, <laughs> she was a girl. I think. <laughs> He was a guy, and she was a girl. <laughs> oh, that's, I like this. That's Avril Lavigne. Av- yeah. That's a throwback, y'all. Check it out. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like, they like they were – there was some weird tension there. I just crashed because I was had nowhere else to go for one night, and it was just weird. Like, it was just Ugh. odd. So I can imagine if you take that, you know, um, somebody who just, like – being in the same room you have that tension and then oh, add yeah. like verbal threats and other things to that like oh my god that's out of a novel or he would like i room. would turn off a light switch in the kitchen like he wouldn't even be in there and he would start screaming and cursing at me and calling me an f in this and an effing that. like wow i'm like or you could just say hey can you leave that on that yeah. could be the other approach to this whole thing holy shit yeah, that's wow. he was insane. He also was a drug well, addict. So okay, winning <laughs> combination. Is uh, Airbnb is working out for you a little bit better then? <laughs> yeah, I like Airbnb because everyone comes for like a week or two, and they always act like a guest. They right, never right. like get comfortable, so it's yeah. like they don't act like they own the place and start screaming at you. And <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. just always like politeness, and it's nice. Right? Are you Plus, able it's to, nice like, meeting actually... people from other countries. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I said also, I, I've heard it could actually be a better uh, income source as well than like finding someone in Craigslist. Like you can have a higher rent rate yeah. if you're renting an Airbnb versus, you know, Because it's a nightly person. rate. So then if you have, right. you know, I mean, in New York, it is tricky because I don't know, the, like I, you read all these articles, like they're battling it or I don't know. I, are, I think it's yeah. more people who have a separate apartment that they rent out specifically for Airbnb, maybe. Right. Mm. Yeah, because oh. I have heard of people like other, you know, location-independent people, digital nomads, that basically support themselves fully just by renting their place on Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You definitely so, could. Uh, I'm just trying to make enough. Like, I just want 
to make up for the lost income. I like love being right. by myself. It's oh, so yeah. nice. <laughs> I that's and that and the psychotic stories is why I have my own place. <laughs> so yeah. um but I but yeah, if for people who don't know that, yes, if you don't live in New York, Airbnb has been is being battled right now by you know landlords because they don't like it and actually i didn't know this but when i moved to my place my place is rent stabilized is that's that, awesome it's not rent controlled right oh no. which okay one, then which I, don't, I don't know the difference actually There's i know rent, rent controlled, controlled yeah, rent I, I definitely don't know the difference i think rent i think rent controlled means you can like the people from 1950 still pay like barely over the 1950 rate and rent stabilized we can correct myself later i say (laughs) stuff i don't know all the time no wait this sounds (laughs) correct but mine is basically the one that's lesser basically they can only raise it if they pass a law that says you can raise a certain percent however you have to follow new york state law and therefore when i signed my lease they said you're not allowed to rent out the apartment or sublease it um without consent and that and especially that means airbnb if you get caught you are immediately kicked out of your lease and Mm. but if you left for like a month and would your landlord let you rent it if you just asked right i'd have to get permission okay Um, so at least you have the option i guess that's okay right and there's people that definitely don't listen to that yeah (laughs) Yeah, um, like, uh, are they going to catch you? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. realistically. Exactly. <laughs> but, Mike, for example, if you wanted to come and get an Airbnb, uh, you can find a great place with great recommendations, and you could stay with our lovely guest, Jesse. And <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and, I, and you won't have to call 911 on me, I promise. No. <laughs> no, actually, that's Only a good idea. Only time in my life I've ever called 911, and I, I felt so weird. I'm like... Like, I always thought, okay, 911 is, like, when someone's in your house, like, with a gun. Right. And I'm, like, I felt silly. I'm, like, okay, wait, I'm getting death threats, but he doesn't, he doesn't actually have a weapon. Like, is this weird that I'm calling them? Yeah. And the woman on yeah. the phone was asking me, she's, like, does he have a weapon? I'm, like, uh, no. Like. Oh, yeah. I, he, has his, he has his fists. <laughs> she had to ask me all these questions, and I was, like, oh, my God. I was, like, if there's people calling with weapons like serve them first please (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) that's that's really like that's a wake-up call though like you know you're still on that level but no yeah he he could i don't know you know i really just wanted it in writing like okay if anything happens to me this is on file that i called the police on him correct (laughs) there will be no questions about who did this (laughs) yeah exactly Um, but Airbnb in general, like I, Mike, I think you were starting to yeah. say something like it's a good oh, idea. Oh yeah. Well, I, I think travel. this is yeah, getting me a good idea because I am coming back to the states, um, like within the month actually, uh, to visit for the holidays. Oh, Before cool. presumably coming back on my travels, but who knows? It's open ended because they never know what's going to change in my mind when I right. come all around. But well, I'm hoping in New York Castle that you'll put me up. Uh, um, yeah, you have but, Castle B and B. Yeah, Castle B and B. But. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah, as I'm traveling about in the States for like a month and a half, though, uh, I have actually haven't used Airbnb myself, but I've only heard good things. So it's a good option for someone like me who's coming back around. Um, uh, and it's yeah, comfortable. It, it's uh, like living in a house. It's like, yeah, like I'm going to Houston for like a few days, like during the week, as it, cause just because of the way the timing worked out. So, you know, maybe it makes sense to if I can't find like a decent hostel or something in Houston, which I don't know, it's not probably the same exact situation as like Thailand, for example, finding right. a hostel or guest house. Yep. So yeah. Airbnb, while I'm coming back to visit in the States and probably for other people who are travelers coming back home and stuff, probably a pretty good option. 
Yeah. You should see if Hotel Tonight has any cheap... Hotel Tonight. That's another yeah. one. I'm, it's I similar have... to Airbnb. Yeah. No, well, no, it's hotel. It's, um, if you do it, it's, if you could be flexible, if you check it a week or less in advance, they'll give you, um, they'll slash the rates a lot on hotel rooms huh. that haven't oh. been sold yet. I didn't know that. Oh, so it's like last minute, um, mm-hmm. booking. Oh, that's perfect for me. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. like to plan ever. So. <laughs> but it's not in all cities. I don't know if it's in Houston. It's in New York. I don't know. Mm. I used it. I did a road trip through Colorado and I used it then. Oh, cool. Well, hopefully through some combination of that site and Airbnb and couch surfing and <laughs> right. some combination, hopefully I'll uh, <laughs> I, figure I, something that works while I'm, while I'm traversing around the U.S. <laughs> think, I'm sure I, they have hostels, too. New York City's there, hostels are, are expensive. Hostels. Yeah. That's yeah, that's the thing. They're just really ex- there are hostels in the States, but they're just like, you know, out here in Thailand, I'll pay five bucks a night for a hostel. When I yeah. go to the U.S., it's like $50 a night for a hostel. So My last um, Airbnb guest, she had been in a hostel and she just was like, you know, she liked it, but she was just needed space. So she came here and she was like, she was paying more for a hostel than she was to have her own bedroom in my apartment. Whoa, really? Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It was like 65 it's... a night or something it, for a 12-person dorm. Oh, sh- wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, uh, Airbnb sounds like a good alternative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um <laughs> I, and you know oh. what? I, actually, there's a there's a place I'll mention it. I mean, I don't think they'll have a problem with it. Uh, it's called Brit Pack. Uh, it's down in like the like Little Italy slash Chinatown area, and they have four or five like dorm like rooms that you can Airbnb out. And they have an improv st- uh, slash comedy Ooh. stage that they like rent out to local hey. acts during the evening oh, that's cool. so you can go see a show and then i think they stop at a certain time and then it's you called can... brit pack brit pack yeah huh. it's a pretty interesting place i definitely recommend checking out some pictures it's like a stage with a lounge that people rent out and then they have four or five rooms you can rent so um, can we do that castle we can do improv in new york when i come back uh, you we can absolutely do improv when you come back, I will. Let's do that. We will get on a stage together, and maybe we'll try to film <laughs> it or something. <laughs> yeah. So we can walking the earth podcast improv live live from New York. Be <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, that would actually be really fun. Uh, WT. I've been improv in a while. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a great time, and then uh, you should come, Jesse. I and will definitely. I yeah, love come improv. See us perform. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, have to, I have to get myself warmed up. I have some improv lined up back in Houston, actually. So, uh, any, I think uh, we have some listeners in Houston. So maybe there are people I already know through improv. Uh, but wait, you're, <laughs> um, you do acting too? I do improv. Um, yeah, I, I did it when I was living in Houston right before I started this trip, which has been like the past you know year or so. Um, mm-hmm. I was living in Houston. Yeah, I did improv. Com- I did like a year of improv comedy. So I went through like the run of courses in Houston. And, uh, oh, it was a lot nice. of fun. And so uh, when I return back to the States, one of the things I have on my docket is, yeah, go to Houston, do some improv with my old troupe. Uh, That's really cool. So sweet. Yeah. So sweet. I did it yeah. growing up, but not in a long time. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, when I was younger, my parents helped, wanted me to be an actress model. <laughs> uh, we, we should all do improv together. No, I'm not. Oh, no, I would be so bad. <laughs> I could try, but I'm like, I haven't done acting since I was like 14. Oh, I'm sure you'll still got it. It's <laughs> like riding a bike, right? Uh, <laughs> kind except of. Except I've grown, I've grown like so shy on the stage. I've, I like think back to how like outgoing I was as a kid, and I didn't care about any of that stuff. And now I'm like, 
I'd be so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> now you write. Now you're behind your keyboard. Yeah, now it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I imagine you still have to be outgoing, though, if you're traveling around the world. You know, you have to, like... No, I am, but I'm sure I feel you have like it in you. doing improv is, like... I guess it's like writing. I'm like, it's your ideas, and people are watching them. But I guess that's what writing is anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're doing yeah, same, improv. Same, but different, right? <laughs> but I can edit them. I can, like, read it over before I hit publish. Improv is just, like, you're throwing it out there <laughs> on kind the of, spot. That's kind of what I like about it in a way, though. Yeah. It's like, actually, this podcast, too, it's like, you know, we're improvising this as we go. We didn't, you know, we don't have it prepared and whatnot. I, I kind of like the idea that it's, um, we just go with free flow. And sometimes, you know, I definitely have said things on this show that, like, I listen to it later and I'm like, oh, that was <laughs> a silly comment to make, you know. <laughs> but, you know, Me too. I think it gives you it gives you some leeway, though, because it's like, you know, it's off the cuff. You know, what, I'm on Sumi. I didn't edit this thing. I just was I was bullshitting off the top of my head. So forgive me. You know, and so yeah. I, I, in that sense, I think it's nice because you get a little leeway. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're if you're right, if it's polished and written and edited, it's expected to be like completely perfect. And I right. like yeah. the idea of, of you know, the little the raw, rugged kind of thing. I think for me, I think that I think that. um you know, medium, you know, visual, audio, entertainment mediums in general are going towards improv. One time done because we're not we're we're so not entertained by by written scripts of in comedy and things as much as we used to. Like you go to YouTube, people expect to expect to see somebody doing something stupid and then they laugh. Like at unexpected, it. right? Right. Like a, so and they it, don't know what's gonna happen. Right. If it yeah. looks like they stage it, then they're like, all right, that's not that's it's still humorous, but it's not that as, funny. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm. Mm. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's, it's like that, but I, it's the way that things are going because you can see anything at any moment. If it's not organic and not authentic, it's just all right. It's been done, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Except for yeah. you know, you guys' individual experiences of traveling the the earth, like that's pretty <laughs> wild. So. Yeah. There's, well, I think there is a lot of um, a lot of improv kind of stuff cop popping up nowadays. Although there probably is still room around for like all the different mediums of uh, expression and all these things. Right. Yeah. Um, well, well, you know, what's one thing beautiful about the internet is there's like, you can find whatever your scene is, which is, um, I think is one yeah, thing that's incredible. It's like you can find whatever type of expression and everything. Like everyone can find their thing out there and yeah. and the world becomes a smaller place, right? Yeah, it's, exactly. And, and it's a very beautiful, nice thing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and jesseonajourney.com can help you uh, that's uh, right. find out we, things find out in the world. <laughs> We will ask you, actually, Jesse, one more question before we let you go. Um, we did have one prepared question, so this oh, improvised okay. podcast um, is not fully. There's one thing. Not fully improvised. Not fully. Uh, well, for you, it's going to have to be though. Yeah, I have no idea what the question is. So yeah. All right. So uh, it's a pretty easy one. Uh, you can just pop as an improv. Pop it with the first thing that pops in your head. Give an answer. Um, in your life, there's got to be something you would like to do that you haven't gotten around to just yet. And so, what is any one thing that Ooh. makes it to that bucket list? Um, for me, it's it's funny because we're talking about how I live in Brooklyn. I just I want to live in a few more places before I like settle down, or potentially I don't know what I really want to do with the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> if I don't know if I want to have kids or anything, but if I did want to do that, I want to. Mm live other places. I mean, I would actually want to live other places with my kids too afterwards, ah. but it just depends 
what the significant other thinks of that. Gotcha. <laughs> so and do you see yourself like settling down in like kind of a quote unquote, I'll say permanent uh, place mm, or kind of I always mean, moving about from different locations? Uh, I think I would always come back to New York just because this is where I'm from and all mm. my friends and family are here. And I mean, when I'm traveling, like when I've gone on trips for, you know, Florida, my longest trip was eight months. Um, I did miss New York at times just because mm. I, yeah. I don't know, I, I love it here. Yeah. But then sometimes yeah. I'm like, wow, I'm paying so much money and <laughs> I could live anywhere in the world and still make the same amount of money because I'm location independent. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I really would love to live in Central or South America because I've traveled a lot through there and I, every time I'm like so comfortable and so happy there and I could, I could definitely live there for a while. Awesome. <laughs> That's a spot That's... I have um, still to, I went to Peru um, okay. a few years back, but only you know, while still working was my two weeks of vacation I spent to go there. Where in Peru? I'd like to, uh, I was... Um, I was in Cusco, I went to Machu Picchu, mm -hmm. and then I spent some time uh, in Iquitos, and I was doing this, uh, uh, I was actually with a shaman, spending time with ayahuasca, which kind of, oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That something I, I got offered that so many That's times, a whole I was other afraid thing. to do it by myself, because I was traveling alone, I'm like, I, I feel like, yeah. I don't know, something went wrong, and I'm all alone, and then uh, I'm going to go crazy by myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, it's an experience, and uh, actually, folks who want to hear me give the long-winded answer, there's... Um, I forgot which episode number it is, but I'll link to it on the on the show notes. There's a whole episode where we talked about ayahuasca for 30 minutes or something. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the, the short story is, though, it really was life-changing for me. I mean, that was the thing that gave me the kick in the ass I needed. That was like, really? hey, asshole, quit your job. Go travel. Right. That's what you want to do. You know? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, the, the, so the, the, that's one of many revelations, but that's kind of like the, one of the biggest and most obvious ones uh, for how it affected me. Right. Um, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, it was, um, I mean, certainly, I understand your concern, though, because it's, you know, yeah, definitely, it's not something to be taken lightly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did you see anything um, scary? Uh, yeah, well, the whole, half of the experiences <laughs> were, like, really beautiful and wonderful, and and some of them were really terrifying, but through the terrifying ones, that was some where some of the best learnings came from, you know? You would go huh. through, like, facing all your demons, all the stuff, and then you'd come out, and, like, like a phoenix, you know? And... So it's, um, right. yeah, it was nice. Wow. Maybe I'll do it again. Uh, I, w I would like to go back to South America because I only saw it for like two weeks uh, oh, in Peru so... and spent most of the time there. So I'd like to make a return trip to South America. I could America, definitely live in Peru properly. though. I was yeah. impressed with how much I like Cusco because I think because I live in a city, when I travel, I'm like, I try to avoid big cities for long periods of time. But Cusco, I, not that it's a huge city, but it's a city and it's, was, I don't know, I loved it. I actually yeah, extended I, my I stay there. I actually had the same feel. I really liked Cusco also. This nice, like, I don't know. I actually tend to like places in the mountains, I think. I realized. Yeah. As I was like, okay, I liked Cusco. I like here in Chiang Mai. Uh, I really liked North India. I really liked Sapa, Vietnam, so, you know. And I was like, there's a pattern here. I like places Colorado, with a view. Places you know? with a view. You know? Oh, I love Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think maybe the mountains are like my thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love so them when more... I'm traveling, but then I'm like, I need... I need a big city. I don't know to live, but mm. at least like for most of my life, I could definitely live a year in the mountains or something like that. But yeah, well, that's kind of what I love about being in Chiang Mai. We got the, that in between, that perfect in between of like being in a yeah. city but also in nature and like a, right. it's that halfway. Yeah, Chiang Mai is really nice. Yeah, yeah. I, and I can totally, I can totally sympath, uh, sympathize. I can totally relate to both of you. Like, like Jesse, since being here, it's 
you know, you can do anything any given night of the week in New York. Anything. Like, and, yeah. then, and then you go, you know, an, less than an hour away, you are in the wilderness, you know. And I, I like that a lot. But I also appreciate the, you know, a country, you know, a little neighborhood or a little, yeah. uh, you know, backcountry road and things like that. And my, yeah. it's, a, it's, I'm a big bike. Uh, I ride my bike everywhere. And one thing, like when I visit other, like one city I actually would love to live for a while, at least is Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've only heard good things about Portland. Yeah, yeah. It's like a calmer Brooklyn and like their biking infrastructure is awesome. And like, I mean, I ride my bike a lot and it's, I mean, I've been hit by a car and all that, and it's Whoa. just so dangerous here. Oh, wow. Just, just like, certain certain areas, like, West Village is so calm. or But then, mm-hmm. like, Lower East Side at some points, it's like, I'm really pedaling for my life. Like Wow. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, honestly. I, I, I've had two, broke, two bikes that I've been meaning to have somebody else repair or, or get replaced or something, and I'm kind of hesitant because of that. Yeah, you know. I mean, you should still do. I've, I mean, I've been riding my bike in the city for a year and a half now because, like, I'm from Long Island. But I've only been hit by a car once. Oh, that's Not a good still, statistic. That's, <laughs> that's still yeah, a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like one more time than I want to get hit by a car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One is one too many. But it was funny. I mean, it wasn't funny. But when I got home, I was like freaking out. I woke. It was three in the morning. I woke up my roommate. And she was like, oh, yeah, when I got hit by a car. And I was like, <laughs> is this normal? And then I called my boyfriend, and he said, he was like, yeah, the time I was hit by a car. I'm like, is this just oh, something my... I need to accept? Oh, my that God. This is just what Maybe life I shouldn't is. come to New York. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all they both got hit on bikes. Like, I guess that's if you're going to be a bike right, commuter. So don't ride just... a bike in yeah. New York. No, you should. Oh, wait, I want to promote biking. I feel like I just ruined that. No, <laughs> just don't go back. Just don't ride on the street. Like go, go across back and forth Brooklyn Bridge. But like, that's about it. Just keep biking the bridge over and over. <laughs> do, that, do that for three hours and then turn in your bike. <laughs> City uh, bike. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of means to do it, but a lot of means to get hurt, I guess. So yeah, you just have to be. Because there, there aren't very, like, there will be bike lanes on, like, you know, for, like, 10 minutes, and then all of a sudden they just disappear, and then you're just, it's a free-for-all. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I, I think it's something you need to blog about. Um. I actually have a post coming out. I'm actually, I didn't tell my parents that I got hit by a car, and this was actually <laughs> probably, like, eight months ago at this point. You just did, if they're listening. <laughs> yeah, well, now Hi, Mom and Dad. I have a post coming out next week about it, so now they'll know. Oh, okay. Oh. So cool. we'll we'll link up to that. Uh, they'll, yeah. they'll probably be up by the time this episode is uh, is aired. So yeah, you can <laughs> we'll link def- up to your story about getting hit by a car. So oh, there, so. that was something nobody knows about me. Oh yeah, I didn't really awesome. tell anyone actually that I got hit by a car until just now. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. All right. Well, thank you, yeah. thank you for feeling all the that, secrets live. You felt comfortable enough to share it with us. And Mike, that makes me feel special, doesn't it? It does. It does. It gives me a warm and fuzzy feeling inside. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> well, you can, you can read about Jesse getting hit by a bike on uh, jesseonajourney.com. Uh, <laughs> hit that's by right. a car on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, there's some really great articles. I've just caught a few titles, and some of them are like traveling with people you hate. Um, something about eating donkey balls. I saw. Yeah. Um, I saw something about trip advice. There's there's a lot of different diverse topics. It must have social apps. You write about everything. Um, 
and I think everyone should definitely check it out. It's jesseonajourney.com. Mm. Um, yes. And also epicureandculture.com. Those uh, as well. For wine, it's just your wine and food connoisseur uh, A little site. more upscale. Upscale, little more, yeah. A little more sophisticated than the Jesse on a Journey. Uh, uh, some sophistication for your travels yes. as well. So, uh, <laughs> Not quite so, uh, luxury, but yeah, a little more, yeah. Not so bad. You got something for every kind of traveler. <laughs> I hope um, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, well, we thank you very much for coming yes, on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and again, don't forget to check her out at jessionajourney.com. And also, don't forget to try your free trial of audible.com at audibletrial.com slash podcast. And don't forget, please review us on iTunes and give us a shout out there as well we will appreciate it so we'll talk we'll talk to you next time but for now this is justin castle in new york city saying good night next time on walking the earth podcast mike and i sit down with arpit bansal who is an indian traveler that shares his perspectives of being an indian and going through international borders Arpit shares a few tales from the road, including an amazing story about his search for Turkana, the desolate oasis in the middle of the African desert. So you don't want to miss it. So check it out at WTEPodcast.com.